Welcome to another episode of Living an Alter Life. Really excited to be coming to you today. It has been a fun couple of weeks for me running and getting back into the mountains and doing some climbing and doing all kinds of fun stuff. So really, really excited. Today, I want to talk to you about something that you're going to find just about every time you go out on a long run. And that little something is called adversity. So I titled today's talk, Running Success and Adversity Can Be Found Running Together. You know, if that sounds a lot like life, it's probably because most of the things that you're going to encounter running, you'll also experience throughout your life. If you've learned how to overcome life's adversities, overcoming adversity on the run won't be nearly as difficult as you think it is. So for me, this aha moment where I realized that I could overcome adversity on long run came during the 2020 JFK 50-mile race. This had been a target race for me from the time I knew that I was going to be moving from Wyoming to Virginia, and I knew that it was America's oldest ultra ultra marathon, and I was like, I want to do this thing. I'm going to finish this thing. I'm finally going to get this stupid 50-mile monkey off my back where I couldn't finish a 50-mile race forever, and I was just excited about running this thing. So we started out in, in the COVID waves and everything, and I was in one of the last waves to, to start out, and just... I very much kept it controlled. I knew what I wanted to do in the race, and I knew that I had 16 miles on the Appalachian Trail, which for any of you that have ever run the Appalachian Trail, you know that it is not the most runnable trail in the world. It is a technical trail. It's very challenging. Lots of rocks, lots of roots, lots of up and downs, lots of twists and turns, and so you really got to keep your mind around you. And I was cooking along in the in the JFK 50 and made it through the Appalachian Trail. I managed to descend the thousand feet of the switchbacks at the end of the AT without breaking my neck, which I think was a major accomplishment. And everything in the race was going just as I had planned. I was on my nutrition. I was on my hydration. Everything was going great. So there was an aid station right probably about a mile away from the where you came off the Appalachian Trail and you kind of went down this little windy trail and come out. And now you're going to start on the CNO Canal Trail, which is a wider, it's a old uh, rails to trails. So it's a much wider, like a one lane road gravel and very flat. It was going to be very flat with some dips here and there, but flat. And so I did my typical when I hit an aid station, knowing that I've you know got a nice, flat, runnable portion. And I stopped at the aid station. And as I opened the door, I didn't notice there was this giant step down. And as I went to step down, my left foot twisted and bent at an angle that was, it's really not, your ankle is not supposed to bend at. And extreme pain shot up my leg. As I stumbled into the restroom, I began wondering if my race was over because it felt like I had just broken my ankle or at the very minimum torn a bunch of tendons in it. I stepped out of the restroom and it felt as somebody was thrusting a dull knife into my ankle tendons. And I just kept on going, what is going on? Everything is going to plan. I refilled my water bottles, grabbed a couple peanut butter sandwiches, and I limped off. 
See, this was the point where adversity had come to visit, and I needed to now decide whether I was going to let her stay or ask her to take a hike. So after a couple miles, I figured out that if I kept my strides really short and ran upright, relying on solid core muscles, we've talked about that before, I could keep moving forward. And if I just kept moving forward, I knew I was going to find the finish line. I had plenty of time. It wasn't like I was knocking on cutoff times or anything like that. It was just a matter of could I continue to move forward relentlessly and finish this race? My mantra became, pain is temporary, but quitting is forever. And every time I felt like I couldn't tolerate the pain for the next 36 miles, I would just say it out loud. I didn't care who was around me. I didn't care if they were hearing or not. And I was just trucking. I just kept my, my stride short and just kept on trucking. And every time I would feel that pain, like going up a hill... I would feel it especially running down a hill. I would feel it especially. And I would just say, pain is temporary. Quitting is forever. The moment I crossed the finish line, I knew adversity hadn't won that round. Now, I'm not saying that every time you go out for a long run, you're going to severely twist your ankle and have to figure out how to deal with pain. I'm not saying every time you go out for a long run, your nutrition's not going to sit well with your stomach. I'm not saying every time you go out for a long run that you're not going to nail your hydration. What I am saying is that there's a high percentage of the time that when you go out for a long run, it doesn't go quite the way you planned it when you were sitting on the couch. So what I did was I came up with some tips for overcoming adversity and reaching your goals. And I love this quote. James Dean is, uh, is an actor from like way back before even I was born, so you know he's got to be old. But he said, I can't change the direction of the wind, but I can adjust my sails to always reach my destination. So think about that for a second. I can't change the direction of the wind. I can't change the circumstances going on. But I can adjust my sails. I can adjust the way I'm thinking, the way that I'm pursuing things, so that I always reach my destination. Overcoming adversity is a matter of endurance, but not the endurance we talk about when we're talking about becoming an ultra runner or becoming a marathoner or becoming a half marathoner. There's people that are getting ready to run their first half marathon. There's people I know that just ran their first half marathon this last weekend and rocked it. They didn't think they could when they started training. That's what I love. They overcame adversity and went out and ran a distance they didn't think they could. There's people right now that are getting ready. You're good. You know that there's a run coming up that you dearly want to nail, and there's going to be some adversity. And Any athletic coach and trainer can teach you the steps that it takes to build endurance. Um, Active.com is a great site for to find articles to read. I read obsessively, and I understand that, but I read a lot. But Active.com has this article. It's called Seven Simple Steps to Build Endurance, and that's a great training, athletic training article to read on building endurance. But the endurance you're going to need to overcome adversity on the long run or throughout life's adventure is not something that's going to come with simple steps. There's not going to be, okay, you go out and you run this mileage, here's your training plan, your training plan, you do this, and everything's just going to go perfectly and you're going to be awesome. No, with 
when you're training your mind to have endurance, there's some other things you have to do. Interestingly enough, James Dean may have been onto something when he said he couldn't change the direction of the wind. Still, he could adjust his sails to reach his destination. None of us are ever going to change the circumstances. Matt Fitzgerald, who is a coach that I really, really respect, uh, wrote a book called How Bad Do You Want It? Mastering the Psychology of Mind Over Muscle. So in this book, Coach Fitzgerald has a bunch of race reports and interviews with some of the elites of endurance sports, not just running, but biking, swimming. There's crazy people that swim like the English Channel. That, to me, is just insane. I'd rather go run 100 miles. But throughout this book, he has these interviews, and it traces what it takes to build the mental toughness needed to overcome adversity. So I'm just going to kind of distill down some steps, some tips that I take both from personal experience and lots of study on this subject. Now, you might be wondering, why did you study adversity? Well, it's because I had a year of miserable ultra running. I was signed up for six races. I DNF'd, did not finish four out of six of the races I entered. My mental toughness was at the lowest I think I'd ever been in my life. I had zero confidence. I was in incredible shape. But time after time, I couldn't break through and finish this long-distance event. I DNF'd two 100-mile races, and I DNF'd two 50-mile races in a year time period. And, you know, it brought me to my knees and almost caused me to quit running long and decided to start just choosing short distances, ones I knew I could finish with ease. I was almost to the point where I was like, okay, my longest distance is going to be a 50K because I can't finish these stupid 50 and 100 milers. And I'm telling you what, I am so happy that I studied how to overcome adversity because the results I'm seeing now as a nearly 60-year-old endurance athlete, they're actually blowing me away. Because I'm setting personal best at age almost 57 in 50K and 50-mile distances. And the only thing that has changed is what's between my ears. So there's four things that I believe have made the difference between the constant did not finish behind my name and finishes that absolutely thrill me every time. And I ain't done yet. I can't wait to see what is in the future for me. So the number one tip that I have for you is stop making excuses. Excuses are the lies we tell ourselves when we're too afraid of the future. The course was a sloppy mess. They didn't mark the course clearly enough, so I missed a turn. My all-time favorite to use was, I turned my ankle and that was it. Whatever you allow to occupy your mind, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, if you don't believe that you can finish a race, you may as well not show up in the first place because you're already defeated before you even start. If you don't think that you can do something, if you're sitting there, if your mind is already making excuses for why it's tough, I feel sick at, you know, 10 hours of a 24-hour race. I, I, my legs are sore at, you know, 18 hours of a 24-hour race. If you're already making excuses... Quit because your, your excuses are what are keeping you from doing great things. And that's not just in running. It's not just in biking. It's not endurance sports. That's life, friends. If you're already making excuses for why you can't do something, 
you are filling your mind with reasons to toss in the towel. And you don't finish great things tossing in the towel. So the second tip that I have for you is don't take no for an answer, especially from yourself. So I learned this lesson early on in my sales career. I was not a very good salesperson when I first started. I thought I had to talk incessantly and talk people into buying from me. And so I would talk myself into a sale and out of a sale, and I'd be getting no's left and right. I finally had to decide that no's were just a matter of hearing enough of them to finally hear a yes. You know, there's statistics out there for salespeople about how many no's you're going to hear before you finally hear a yes. Here's something you may not know. Endurance training holds much the same resilience. You've got to go through the times where you come off of a race and you hurt yourself and you're thinking, I'm never running again. So that you can build the resilience to not take never, no, or any variations of that at all, ever. When you look at something that you think you can't do, you have to look at it as a new opportunity to just get better. When things are going to be going crappy on a run, and I trust me, you're going to have some crappy runs. That doesn't make you a crappy runner. Don't tell yourself, man, I'm not doing that again. That was a tough run. Man, I tried to do 20 miles. Forget that. My whole insides felt like they were going to fall out. No, never tell yourself that. After a tough run, take a shower. Get dried off. Look at it and go, okay, I'm going to go back out and do it again. Except I'm going to try and go longer. See, if I had told myself that I couldn't do the 50-mile distance, I would have never finished JFK 50. But I kept telling myself, I'm going to finish this daggone thing. I don't care what it takes. I'm finishing. I am not quitting. They're going to have to pull me off this course if they want me to stop running. And that is the one thing that has just broken through for me in endurance training. I know there are, there are times where, when I shouldn't even tow a start line. I had a recent race where I was like, I shouldn't even be going out and doing this thing because I had, I had crash dieted and, and, and my eating was way off. My nutrition was so out of balance. I had no business even out running. So I, I tripped over a route and kind of pulled my groin, and I just said, that's it. I, I have a more important race coming up, and, and I actually tossed in the race. I DNF'd myself. But that was one of those ones that was like, I knew I shouldn't have been out there from the beginning. But what I'm telling you is that when you're in the midst of a hard thing, keep going. Keep going. Because I've got 200-mile buckles now, and I'm on my way to my third. And I can't wait to get it. Third tip, have the right mindset. Your thoughts frame the tragedies or the triumphs of life. And I don't remember where I read that. I read that someplace. I'd love to give whoever it was credit. I love that. Your thoughts frame the tragedies or the triumphs of life. Getting past adversity means you have to change your belief about your challenges. When you realize it's not what happens to you, it's how you respond that matters, that's when you're able to adjust your sales. See, when I said, hey, pain is temporary, quitting's forever in the JFK 50, that was the point where I said, I'm never going to take another DNF. I'm going to always tow the start line and I'm going to give it my all. 
And that's my mindset right now. It's just, I'm going to give it my all and, you know, I can't be broken. So it's, it's how you frame your mindset around things. Let's just say that you're going for your first marathon and you are intimidated by the distance. I was intimidated by my first marathon distance in 2011. I kept on thinking, okay, I have to do this in a day. I don't think the human body was made to run 26.2 miles in a day. I looked at my, at my body and I was like, this body ain't made to run 26.2 miles. Can I tell you something? You can run a marathon any day of the week. I am now on a streak this month in May will be my 23rd straight month of running at least once a marathon or better distance. I, my goal is every month I'm going to get in a marathon. So I'm going to do something a little bit crazy for my May marathon. I'm going to run what's called the Jordan Bridge. So I'm on this kick this whole month of May of doing climbs, extreme climbs. I have a goal of how many feet in, a, in climbs I want to do for the month. I know I'm going to hit it. So there's going to be a Saturday here in May where I'm going to go out and do a six-hour Jordan Bridge run. I am more than sure I'll get 26.2. I'm actually kind of going to shoot for 31.2 so that I continue my streak. You know, marathon distance is all in your mind. You can do it. Sometimes it's just a matter of chugging it. Okay, here's the last tip. Tip number four, have faith. You alone decide whether you're going to live in fear or faith. Living in fear means you live within the walls you build around yourself. Want to hear that one again? Fear means you live within the walls you build around yourself. Living in faith means that you embrace change and you allow it to give you the energy to overcome whatever you're facing. Faith and fear can't live together. And you alone, you are the one who decides which one will have dominance. Nobody can decide whether you will build the mental toughness you'll need to overcome adversities, whether it's running a race, whether it's running a long distance, or whether it's running this race we call life. Life will not always go your way, but when you learn from the experience and don't limit yourself to living an ordinary life, great things will come your way. Overcoming adversity is the secret that grows champions. Jim Walmsley and Courtney DeWalter may be world champion endurance runners, but they weren't born that way. They work diligently at their craft, and as hard as they train physically, it is the mental training they put in that puts them at the top of their sports. The fantastic thing is that you have the same ability to overcome adversity and to do great things. The only thing stopping you from living an ultra life is yourself. Are you going to come over are you going to overcome adversity and build success after success or are you going to do things that are just average and ordinary? Living an ultra life is about attempting great things and knowing that you've already been given the strength to overcome every adversity so you can accomplish it. Thanks for listening. That's all for Living an Ultra Life for this week. Appreciate you guys listening. We'll talk to you again next week.